la Sangha est invitée à retourner à sa respiration afin que l'énergie de la pleine conscience puisse nous rassembler comme un organisme, coulant comme une rivière, sans plus aucune séparation. Puisse la Sangha tout entière respirer comme un seul corps, écouter comme un seul corps, chanter comme un seul corps, transcendant les frontières d'un soi illusoire, nous libérant ainsi des complexes de supériorité, d'infériorité et d'égalité. Thank you.
Dear Sangha, today is the 12th January 2014. We are in the lower, lower hamlet of the assembly meditation hall, in the meditation, the, f- the assembly of star meditation hall. We learned the first verse, the first line of the verse of the morning chant, which is the Dharma Kaya, Dharma body is shining brightly in the morning. We learned that the Dharma body is our practice. It's one of the definitions of Dharma body, our own practice. And the second line of this verse is sitting still. My mind is at peace, and I smile. And there's a verse then, when we translate it in, into English, it's very long. When it's when it's translated into this line, when it's translated into English and French, it's very long, but in Vietnamese, it's very short. And yet, it's translated long, but it doesn't convey the meaning of this word, tinh lang. To sit still. And it means that our body, then means that our body is one of the one of the three karma. Long Lang peaceful mind belongs to the second um Second karma, which is um, our mind. Second action of the of karma. Mm. And me, can I smile belongs to uh, our mouth, our speech, the karma of the speech. So it's hard. It does not convey these three meaning in the English verse. And then when we sit down, we try to um, practice the with the 
to practice and calm our mind, our our body, our mind, and our speech. And that the first it means the first thing we sit down, that these three karma has to calm down. Our body calms down, our mind calms down, and our mouth calms down. And of course, when we sit, we do not talk; we only smile. But, but even though the mind, the mouth is not talking, but the, our head is talking, our mind is uh, is talking. It's mental discourse happening. And so, when we sit down, the moment we sit down, we have to make these three karma to to calm down. That our body is peace, uh, calm. Our mind is at peace, and our mouth is smile. I have smile, and so that's um, that's how that's the meaning in Vietnamese. Very short. So in French, it's very long, and English is also very long. And so this is a recommendation that in the morning, when it's still cool and fresh, and that our dharma body has the chance to shine bright, brilliantly, and that we sit down and um, and we make our mind, our body, our mind, and our mouth, our speech, calms down. In in the in the morning chant in Sino Sino Vietnamese Vietnamese Sino Vietnamese, Thai had already taught us this, but maybe we had forgotten this verse. We can need them. So, so um, a, a night is divided into two, five different parts, and the first part of the night is at the the beginning of the night, and the third part, third part is right in the middle of the night, and kanam the fifth, uh, the fifth part of the night, fifth part of the night is er, is is at um, early in the morning. So the fur, and so, and that's for the evening verse, and the morning verse is said, "Ngu kang midao." That is the, and those of us who understand Chinese need to learn this verse by heart. Mm-hmm. 
And so the fifth part of the night has arrived, which is the early morning. And the door of of the door of the Dharma is opened, and that's when the the Dharma body shines brilliantly in the morning. And so, and for the evening verse, the the first first part of the night has arrived, and that we sit we sit on the Zen platform. Body, body, speech, and mind. The three comma. The three comma has calmed and pure. It's calmed and pure. The body, speech, and mind. And I see and I see the face of the, the Tathagata of the Buddha. See the tan, tan, see the face of the Buddha. So when I see the when I when my three karma has calmed down, I can see the face of the Buddha. And for the morning verse, And I wish everybody uh, can s- step uh, on the land of the land on the pure land. We have to know the the origin um, verse, the original verse. That the fifth fifth part of the night has arrived, and the Dharma, the Dharma, the door of the Dharma has opened. I'm wishing everybody able to um, walk in the pure land. And they can see clearly. They can penetrate the three, the three uh, vehicles. Then we sit in a way that we can can understand understand profoundly the three vehicles, the teachings of the three vehicles. 
There's the relative truth, and the other one is absolute truth or conventional truth. Absolute truth, ultimate, ultimate truth. The sun of wisdom, up high, a miraculous, the miraculous, the miraculous sun of wisdom, a uh, uh, high up there, dissipates all the fog, the mist, just like the sun when it rises, it dissipates all the it develop, all the all the fog. And so our practice of looking deeply uh, help us to see, understand deeply the three, uh, the teachings of the three vehicle, and embraces the two truths, the relative truth and the absolute truth. And this is a verse um, that uh, that I had used every morning when I was younger. And this verse is for sit, sitting in the evening. So the first part of the night, um, I sit on the Zen, Zen platform. Three comma is calmed. I see the face of the Buddha. of the Buddha and we haven't and I I practice recollection of the Buddha
Lenshan is Lenshan is Kudakuta Mountain. So we 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 um all we practice mm, and aim toward the direction of Lenshan, Kudakuta Mountain. But every night we practice. We listen to this verse, and every morning we listen to this. The morning verse, and so the monks and nuns who knows Chinese has to memorize this by heart and use use your music, put them into music. Brother Renguang, Uncle Tian, can you do it? This is the second time we learned this verse, and if you don't memorize it, then that's too bad for you. <laughs> and the Vietnamese, uh, the verse in Vietnamese, a new day. I vow this word. This word D means to walk, but it doesn't mean it doesn't mean necessarily to walk, but to go through. Then it means that we have a new day, a new twenty-four hours a day, a day, and it's very precious. And we go through, we through go through it. We vow to go through it with awake, uh, with uh, awakeness. This is the. This is um, a reminder from the heart for us, from our heart to ourselves that we make the determination that we will go through this new day in mindfulness and not to walk as sleepwalkers, not to go through it as sleepwalkers. A new day. So the meaning of this verse has um, the meaning of this ver- this line is also in the in the original uh, Chinese verse. This. And the son of wisdom son of wisdom illuminates in all direction, shines in all direction. When we sit down the sun 
the sun the sun rises and we wish that the sun of wisdom in our heart also also rises This morning, when Thay went from his room to the meditation hall, Thay saw that every one of us have walked in a different way, and Thay said to his attendants, it, is, it doesn't matter how you walk, as long as every step you have peace and joy. Whether you are walking fast or slow, as long as you can generate joy and happiness and peace. Because in the past, when we haven't met the teaching, the Dharma, we walked as if we've been chased after by a ghost. We walk very hurriedly, and there's a in the past there's a there's a a senior nun who came to practice with us, and her name is Dam Khan Dam An. She's a student of. Uh, mm, <coughs> and she knows she she liked to read this that uh, where you go in in a hurry and rush Shin way that you tripped over over the ropes and rocks and then she said but as stable as we are Jung M we are that no rope and no no rope and no rock can make us fall so we have habit energies of walking very hurriedly We don't have peace, we don't have joy, we don't have um, happiness when we walk. And it's a waste of our life because we don't know how to walk, we only know how to run. What are we looking for? It's as if we are looking for something. And when we, so when we come to Plum Village, the first thing we need to learn is to walk. And we learn to walk in a such a way that each step has peace joy and happiness and and that's and if we can do it in Plum Village then we can do it when we go back home when we go to the supermarket we can do that when we go to when we walk in the airport we can do that too when we walk uh, in the train station we can walk in that way too when we walk from the parking lot to our office, we can walk like that, walk as a free person. 
uh, free from all the anxiety, or uh, suffering from the past. That is the that is the practice of freedom. We look at someone's uh, the way she walks. We can see how much hap- uh, freedom she has. When we look at a monk walking or a nun walking, we can tell how much how much freedom they have, and that our happiness depends on our freedom. If there's no freedom, there's no happiness. And so every step, we have to we have to reestablish. We have to uh, um, our our freedom so that we are not get caught, carried away by our past. And so, being in Plum Village for seven days, we have to practice um, in a way that it becomes a habit energy. And if we stay two weeks, it's better. We have more time to practice so that it becomes habit energies to walk as free people, walk as happy people, so that we can have something to transmit to our children. If we walked as if we've been chased after an, a ghost, then then that's how our parents and our grandparents have walked and have transmitted to us. It's They transmitted. We have received this rushness, the hurriness from them. And now we have met the Dharma. We have to to readjust, readjust to change the way of we walk. And when we become a free person, our parents in ourselves can uh, can become free people. Our ancestors can become free people. Walk as free people. Each day, we have uh, we have many hours to practice. If we can do that every time we walk, then it's a lot of chance to practice mindfulness. So when we walk to the meditation hall or walk to the bathroom, we walk like that. Not just when we walk uh, with the sangha in walk and meditation time. And this is what we call conditioning, that every step, has to bring peace, joy, and happiness. It's something doable, and it can be done right here and right now. We don't have to wait for tomorrow to do it. And when we walk in that way, we use these three things, body, speech, and mind. Our mouth, we don't say anything. Our mind, we don't think about anything. A three commas comes. We only concentrate on our breathing in our steps so that every step we make, uh, we are free. 
freedom is liberation. Our breathing is like that is as important as our steps. We have to breathe in a way that when we breathe in, that we are a free person. Perhaps before we we breathe, we're not free, but the moment we breathe in mindfully, we are free, and it's very easy to understand. We are worrying, we are we are in despair, we are angry, and all the sun and bell is invited, and we pay attention to our breathing. And we pay attention to our in breath, and when we pay attention to our in breath, we concentrate on our in breath a hundred percent. And when we concentrate a hundred percent our in breath, we brings our mind back to our body. It's something that we can do in um, a second or two seconds. Here's our body. And our mind is else over there. And with an in-breath, when we concentrate on the in-breath, then we bring our mind back to our body. Because because we put 100% of our mind um, on the in-breath. I breathe in, I know I breathe in. 100% of our attention is focused on the in-breath, and that is called concentration. And this concentration can can be generated in a second or two. Because an in-breath takes place um, within two or three seconds. And just with that in-breath, we can already generate this energy. And and when we breathe in in that way, all our worries and anxiety and fear of the past and the future dissipates immediately. And so concentration has, has the capacity to let go, let go of the anxiety of the past uh, or or the future the future and that it only it only takes two or three seconds to be free and so the and and so the time that takes to um to to cultivate to cultivate mindfulness uh, to cultivate freedom takes only three seconds or four seconds it only takes that long to be a free person. Our mind is not thinking about anything. Our mouth is not talking about anything. We concentrate completely with an in-breath. And just with that one in-breath, it already brings a lot of freedom. And a step in mindfulness helps us to be free. Every step, every breath can help us to be free. And when we are free, We, our decision is more um, is more valuable. When our mind is filled with anger, anxiety, 
um, despair, then that the decision we make with that mind is not very good. It can be very wrong because it's based on our anger, our anxiety, our fear. It brings suffering for ourselves and for other people. But if we can breathe in, and for just in three or four seconds, we become a free person. There's no fear, no anger, no anxiety. Then decision made from that mindset can be much better. And so when we practice, the fruits come immediately. It only takes in one in-breath or one step that we can already be, uh, be very free. And with that freedom, our speech, our thinking, our action has more values. And we can do this every minute, every second. And this is what we call training. And, and when we learn, it means conditioning, operant conditioning. And and if we breathe out um, in that way, then we we can be free within our breath. And so when we walk, we're free. We eat, we're free. We stand, we're free. This af- this this um, this afternoon, we will be sitting together for lunch, and that every moment of uh, our meal is uh, we practice to have freedom. We're not eating our past or the future. We are dwelling in the present moment. Come in touch with the wonders of the wonders of life in the present moment with the Sangha. In order to be free, to be happy. And so eating is a practice, it's a training, it's an, it's an conditioning. And so Mindfulness um, can be generated, and happiness is not something that is sent uh, from a family uh, in a package or or far down from the sky. But it's something we need to work with. We need to generate. And we know that the Dharma body has 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 the meaning of the wonders of the universe. And in Christianity, there are practitioners who can also see that as well. That we, in as Buddhists, can see, such as. Uh, St. Francis. One day he was walking meditation. He was doing walking meditation. And he he was walking in the campus of the monastery. And he walked by an almond tree. Almond. 
and he 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 watched the almond tree, and he said, he said, he said to the almond tree, "Please tell me about God." And then all of a sudden, the almond tree blooms with flowers. And if we don't have mindfulness, we walk by an almond tree and we don't see the almond tree because uh, the almond tree is a miracle of the universe of life. When our mind has a lot of suffering, anxiety, jealousy, anger, the the even the almond tree is in bloom, but we don't see it. But if we are a free person, we can come in touch with the these miracles, these miracles, because the almond tree is a wonder of life, and that is blooming. The almond tree blooms and say, "This is God." And in in Zen, there is a koan by. Um, by the the master Jiu Zhao, and a student who lived with his teacher for three years, and he felt like he haven't really learned uh, the gist of the uh, of his teacher's te- uh, teaching. He feel complex that he does not know anything, and one day he was so irritated. Really uh, upset, and he went went to the teacher. He said, "He, because all this time the teacher only taught him how to eat, how to walk." And one day, he went to the teacher. He said, "Can you teach me something important? You haven't teach me anything important." And he said. On the way here, uh, have you seen the the pine tree out there? If you haven't seen the pine tree, go out there and look at the pine tree. And this is a corn, the cypress in the yard. And every day we walk by the cypress tree. So many times, but we have re- haven't really seen the cypress. We haven't seen that this cypress is a wonder. How are we to understand suchness or God? So if we if we have mindfulness, then we um, establish our mind and body in the present moment and can come in touch with the. With the wonders of life around us, if you want to have a relationship with God, if you want to understand God, all you need to do is stand next to the pine tree, the cypress tree, to see God and to under to hear God. And the Dharma body is like that, Dharma Kaya. In the past, when the Buddha was still alive, the Buddha was given talks with his physical body, was teaching with his physical body, and his physical body is called 
nhục thân. But when this physical body um, disintegrate, uh, his dharma body is still alive. That is, his teaching is still alive, and that we can still come in touch with the teaching, the, with the dharma body of the Buddha. In Mahayana tradition, we talk about dharma body as as the wonders of the universe. For example, this orchid flower is a wonder of the universe, just like the almond tree or the cypress. The the almond of the of Saint Francis or the the cypress of Master Zhuqiao. This, if we are mindful, if we are listening deeply. We can see that this orchid is given talk, a dharma talk, on impermanence, non-self, four noble truths, eightfold path. Um, the reason we can't hear the rose uh, given dharma talk because we do not have mindfulness concentration and insight. We're not dwelling in the present moment. So now, the, now in Mahayana tradition, this is. This is the meaning of Dharma body, and that the Buddha has never stopped giving Dharma talk. If we have the ears, we can hear the cypress uh, giving Dharma talk. Um, that when the wind when the wind blows through the cypress, that's the voice of the Buddha giving Dharma talk, and so in. In Mahayana tradition, the Zen masters say the yellow flowers, the purple bamboo, are all given Dharma talks. It's if you haven't seen it, it's not. You don't have you. You are not dwelling in the present moment, and so Dharma body. In Mahayana tradition, is like that. It means the miracle of the universe. At night, when we look up the stars and the moon, when we wake up at four or five in the morning, and we can see everything is miracle. The moon and the stars are are wonders. So, in manifestation only teaching, store consciousness. It contains, it contains the Dharma body. It contains all the wonders of life of the universe. And when we see the moon or the star, that's star consciousness. The universe is is my is consciousness. And in manifestation only teachings, talk about um, the the object, kan, vishana, the object of mind. There are 
So the object of uh, soul consciousness are things in themselves. Suchness is Dharma body, the ultimate reality. And in Buddhism, Tang is equivalent to God, things in itself, things in themselves. Consciousness has a direct perception. Um, 
Straw consciousness has、um, direct perception, and that its object,、uh, its object are、um, things in themselves. So therefore, Tang is called Fu Fu. That is unobstructed. It's not covered. It's not covered up because store consciousness has the capacity to have direct, direct perception. Patiraksha in Sanskrit. Straw consciousness has the capacity to come in touch with the ultimate reality, with suchness, things in themselves. So, therefore, the、um, alaya or straw consciousness is unobstructed, whereas the other, the other consciousnesses are all covered up. Just like manas, or mind consciousness, or the five sense consciousnesses. Vofu、uh, means un uncovered, unobstructed, and voki means that it's neither. Neither wholesome nor unwholesome, and one important point, a、uh, difference between Christianity and Buddhism. This is, but perhaps、uh, Christian practitioners, if they look deeply, they can also see this. Because in Christianity, they、um, they they、um, identify God as goodness. With <coughs> and in Christianity, they identify God as good to goodness. With, with beings, existence, existence. There are theologians. They say that that God is the foundation of existence or a being, the ground of being. And God is goodness. Now God is,、uh, at the same time, goodness and the ground of being. 
but store consciousness. It's neither wholesome nor unwholesome. It's neither being nor non-being. That's the ultimate reality, and the ultimate reality is non is neither wholesome nor unwholesome, and that's the difference between Christianity and Buddhism. Because if God is the the foundation of being, then who is the foundation or the ground of non-being? And this is this is an a dilemma. If God is the ground of being, then what is the ground of non-being? On one side, it's it's being, it's being. is the ground of being, then what is the ground of non-being? That's a dilemma in Christianity. In, in, Christ, in, in, in manifestation only teachings that mind consciousness is neither being nor non-being. And in original teachings of the Buddha, um, the, the Master Katayana asked, what is right view? And the Buddha said, right view is, if, is a view that transcends being and non-being. And uh, the ultimate reality uh, if we say that it's it's being, it's incorrect. If it's non-being, it's incorrect either. And then, if we say God is the ground of being, then we 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 really put God down because because God is. Uh, a reality that transcends both being and non-being. And there are theologians that uh, have transcended um, this dilemma. And, and so this is, a, this is a dilemma. This is a question. The second dilemma is if God is goodness, then, but, but, but apart from the goodness, there are the the evil who are the who are the ground of all these evils is it satan and is on once and the it's, it's very clear that, that store consciousness is neither neither wholesome nor unwholesome That the notion of uh, 
wholesome and unwholesome, being or non-being, um, belongs to the evolving consciousnesses, the manas, the mind consciousness, and the five sense consciousnesses. In the sutra, uh, it says that the store consciousness is like the ocean, and it's the wind that makes the waves. And these waves are the manas, mind consciousness, and the five sense consciousness. And that this evolving consciousness, it has the I- idea of wholesome and unwholesome being and non-being, but mind uh, store consciousness is different. It transcends notions of being and non-being, wholesome and unwholesome. And so, and that the ultimate reality, it is undetermined. And store consciousness has a direct perception and and can touch the ultimate reality. The, the things in themselves, the, um, the form as it is, object as it is. So Tang is uncovered, it's undetermined, but manas and mind consciousness and the five and the five sense consciousnesses are covered, are covered, are obstructed because they have mental constructions. It has, um, it has the, the, it has mental construction, but not, not store consciousness. Store consciousness have access to, uh, to the direct uh, object, to objects in themselves. It has, the Dharma body, and there are three things related to, um, to three things, and uh, and my and store consciousness embraces all these three things. The first thing is First is the body. Uh, the second is the body, and the third is the environment. The first we learn um, the body as um, as the Chen uh, Bao the main principle, I mean, the principle retribution, the main retribution. universe, the moon, the stars are in it, the sun, 
and that um, the body is our body, and the first one is the seeds, and that store consciousness has the responsibility to embrace all this. It embraces the environment, the the whole universe, the body as well as the seeds, and that the seeds manifest as body and and environment. Seeds are called bija. They're they're equivalent to in science they call them. Subatomic particle. Subatomic particle. <coughs> and and every um, every discipline has their own words and terms. And so in science, they call it the subatomic particle. Sometimes they call it the field of force. Sometimes they call it the cord. The cord. <coughs> that the universe is made of very thin cords um, and that they can use science uh, experiment to show that. And so seeds seeds manifest as body and as the environment, just as H2O uh, can create uh, snow, rain, ice, clouds. And H2O is equivalent to represents um, seeds, and that from this seed there are water, ice, a glacier, clouds, fog, mist, and that the water and those water clouds and glacier represent um, the body, the main, the principal retribution. And my store consciousness embrace everything. And that when we look at the moon and the star, we see their store consciousness. Because store consciousness is not covered up, that it has the capacity to come in touch with the the wonders of life, and that the the object of mind of store consciousness is the dharma dharma body. And that uh, if we say that when we become enlightened and get to the stage of arahant, that we no longer have store consciousness, then this is not correct. And and um, but when we are enlightened, we can see um, we can see that alaya, uh, the store consciousness, is bright because it's shining bright. 
I like、um, the soul consciousness always shines brightly, but we don't see it because. And that、uh, when we are enlightened, the soul consciousness becomes the great mirror wisdom, and it shines. It has been shining. It doesn't need to be transformed. It is as it is. But because we have evolving consciousness that have wrong perception, that that we need to transform these evolving consciousnesses. Um, store consciousness does not need to be transformed. That is something new. That、uh, store consciousness doesn't need to be transformed. It is as it is. It is as always been shining. Still, consciousness is uncovered and undetermined. When we get to manas, even though manas is undetermined, but it is it is、uh, it is obstructed. It is covered up. Manas is neither wholesome nor unwholesome, but it's obstructed. It's covered up because it's covered up, so it's unwholesome. We will learn that、um, soul consciousness has to rely on its object because.、Uh, Object and subject are a pair that always go together. That when there are objects, there there are subjects. That store consciousness and the universe are not two separate things. When we look at piece, this piece of paper, we know that there's the left and the side, the right side of the piece of paper, and this the right side and the left side. There, we think that there are two two things, two separate things, but we cannot separate them. If we say someone come and and bring the left side away to Bordeaux and the right side to Toulouse, it's not possible because those two things cannot be separated. And and in the store consciousness, it's the same thing that the subject. And the object of store consciousness ca-、uh, cannot be taken apart, cannot be separated, and that we cannot take、uh, store consciousness out of the the wonders of the universe. Nor can we take the wonder of universe out of store consciousness. So when we see the object, we see the subject. When we look at the subject, we see the object. So that's what it means by subject and object. There, in 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 the West, they have the discipline called phenomenology. That、uh, consciousness is always consciousness of something.、Um, 
that it always have an object of consciousness. And this is true. For example, when we see, we always see something. When we're sad, we, we are sad about something or about some, with someone. It's the same thing with our, uh, with, with our mind, is that the object and the subject always go together. In manas, there is the, it that it's it's covered, it's obstructed, it has wrong perception, a wrong view. In in us, there's life. So in in. In original manifestation teachings, it says that um, that um, consciousness, stored consciousness, all only work with the five ma- universal mental formation. But it also, but it also works with other mental formation. Uh, it works with the five uh, particular mental formation with concentration and and with vitality, another mental formation. Um, then nyuktam, then it's concentration, one-pointedness, one one-pointedness. Mangkang is uh, the vitality. Chivit indi. We translate Mangang as vitality. So, apart, so in store consciousness, apart, uh, apart of, uh, apart from working with the five mental. Formation. It works with um, six, five particular mental formation plus mangang vitality. At the at the hermitage, there's a a ginger. It was left in a corner. It wasn't taken care of, but then it gave rise to a plant, and there's a life in it. That the 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 ginger has life in it. It has vitality, just like a potato. If you put it aside, it will sprout um, into a plant, and that's vitality. So in our body, there is this vitality of wanting to go forward, of wanting to, to be continued. That in our mind consciousness, sometimes it stops working. For example, when we are sleeping without any dreams, but we are still alive. And this this proves that apart from the mind consciousness, there is something else, and that something is store consciousness. 
store consciousness has vitality. That a store consciousness relies on the central nervous system. And in our body, there is what we we call the system. The we call the autonomic nervous system. Autonomic nervous system. It has. It has the brain. It has. Um, it's contained. Uh, it's it's the brain and the. And then there is the sympathetic nervous system. It takes care of regulating our life. It regulates uh, our inside and our body. Called hung. That it helps to uh, have our our interior body to the environment in our body to be balanced in harmony. That no matter what is outside, that our body can help to adjust and to um, to adjust. And this is called homeo. Synthesis, stasis, homeostasis, and this is the work of of store consciousness. It maintains life. Uh, sometimes mind consciousness is working; it's 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 sleeping, but store consciousness takes care of everything. It maintains our homeostasis, and store consciousness maintains. Alive. When the child is uh, is in the womb, it hasn't have the eyes and the ears to see yet, but it still has life already. And that, and when when we die, our my our ears and our eyes are no longer there, but store consciousness is still there. The thing that comes before, and that goes before, and that goes after a life before, the first to come and the last to leave, is store consciousness. And so, store consciousness controls, and it collaborates with the 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 nervous system, the autonomic nervous system to. To to create balance and homeostasis in the body, and when we say, when we're hungry, then we want to eat. When we're thirsty, we want to drink. And there's life in it that 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 make us want to have um, that control our sexual energy so that we can continue our life and. And it's the vitality, just like that ginger that was left in the corner, that it comes out, uh, that a a tree, a plant comes out of it. 
because it wants to it wants to continue it wants to live and so Thai put that ginger in a pot and so when we're hungry and we look for something to eat it's a normal thing and nothing bad about that when we're hung we're thirsty we go and look for things to drink that is normal if we if we want to have children to continue uh, ourselves and that's a normal thing nothing bad nothing wrong with that and manas manas that is covered cover up it does not know that his mistake is that he thinks that this body is a separate self is a self so he so it it's covered it's covered it's covered up manas is one of the evolving consciousness and it's the 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 ground it's the base for mind consciousness so mind consciousness from store consciousness a seed comes up manas come up and and it embraces store consciousness and it only embraces a small part of store consciousness and it makes that part into itself into itself when the object of object of uh, store consciousness is things in themselves the object of manas is not things in themselves and that the self is the creation of manas manas consider this body as itself we we have written that conscious uh, store consciousness has the seeds has um, the body So manas comes from store consciousness and comes back and embrace and embrace the body as a self. And it embraces and it embraces everything that relates to the body. There are four things. Perception, uh feeling, perception, mental formations and consciousness. It embraces so it embraces part of the store consciousness and because it's covered up it's obstructed it thinks that this is this is it this is itself so this one is no longer things in themselves but it is um a, re- a realm of representation mental construction it thinks that this body this feeling this perception this mental form at uh, this consciousness is itself but it is not like that it doesn't see that this body it doesn't see that 
this it doesn't see that the environment is also part of the store consciousness it's coming from the store consciousness it only sees that it is only the body and it tries to maintain to preserve that that self and so that is its weakness its weaknesses and that every uh, that <coughs> night and day it seeks for pleasure and and the second thing is that night and day it try to avoid suffering the third thing it does not know that that looking for sensual pleasure is suffering if if you if you're hungry and you eat then that's good but sometimes you eat but you're not hungry but you eat and it doesn't see that that suffering is necessary is needed to for for the person to learn to love and to understand it does not see that so the first thing it looks for sensual uh, for pleasure the second is avoid suffering the third it does not see the danger of pleasure seeking and the fourth thing is that it does not see the goodness of suffering so it always try to avoid suffering and that if we are running away from our suffering that's our mana is working and the fifth thing is that it doesn't not know the law of moderation it does not know that it does not know the law of moderation and so it creates it creates a lot of difficulties and so so manas even though it's undetermined but it's covered up and manas it's um, it's it belongs to the subconscious it grasp onto store consciousness in in the west they have uh psycho in the west they have a discipline called psycho um psychoanalysis and the the father of psychoanalysis is freud and and he says that there is something that has um the tendency to look for pleasure and avoid uh, suffering and it does not know it does not know the law of moderation it does not it don't see the danger of seeking pleasure and this is what he called the s in english is id 
it is the manas, and that we all have it. It's the mud. It's the mud in in our body, in our five skandhas. The five uh, five skandhas that the manaya the manas uh, cling to. It has no. It, it's also a, a wonder of life, just like the flowers or yellow flower or the purple bamboo. But because manas cannot touch those wonders, so uh, the five skanda becomes a fabrication, fabrication of the of manas that the body. It's no longer the Dharma body. It becomes the um, the five. Um, when it's when it's free, then it is the f- Dharma body. But when it's not free, it's called Upandana Skandhas. It's a body with with delusion. And that when we practice to remove this delusion in the body, then this body becomes a dharma body. And without manas, this five skanda is is the dharma body. That our body is very it's a wonder. And according to Freud, apart from S, from it, it has as the ego. And this is called the self. Ego is called self, and and it is that. It's 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 the unconscious that that seeks for sensual pleasure for, and that's the it. But then there is the ego, and the ego becomes something that is more. Tangible, and and that part is is equivalent to the id, and that manas manas is the f- the ground for for mind consciousness, mano visnana. So mind consciousness um, use manas at its foundation, foundation to to manifest. So the ego um, can s- the, 
the ego the ego is means it's inhibited the ego is inhibited it, it inhibits um, it inhibits manas it inhibits it it inhibits it from from manifesting and sometimes manas can uh, sometimes ego allow it to to act out but most of the time ego inhibits it because because in 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 our society that it is um um there are laws and regulation against uh, um allowing the it to come out and ego can inhibit the it For example, we see a cup. We see a cup of really delicious juice, and we want to to drink it because the owner of that cup is no longer there. But it's the the ego, uh, the ego, that stops us from taking that cup. It's the id that wants to have that cup, and it's the ego that prevents the id from taking that cup of of juice and drink it. And so, and according to Freud, the ego has its its roots in the id, and underneath, uh, in the depths, the id and the ego are are at one. It's only that that line that we. That they're separated, but and so ego is able to inhibit it. But sometimes ego is unable to to inhibit it, and ego it acts on um, on um, acts very practically. Um, it acts on based on reality. Apart from ego, there is the super ego. So of 
of goodness. And so, above the ego, there is the superego that helps to neutralize the id. It's not just inhibit the id, but it helps to maintain and balance the id. This is that underneath is the id, and above the consciousness level is the ego, and then above the ego is the superego. In manifestation only teachings, uh, it's different in in a sense that consciousness has the object and, and subject. If we, if we, if we have um, um, uh, in our brain, there are there's an e- place called um, autonomic. Is the fun- it's for the function of that control. It's a function that control when we are thirsty, we, we drink. When it wants to continue, then it, it continue itself. Then there is um, it. It goes in direction of helping continue. So. So there's the base for the id. There's the base of the id in the brain. And that they think that the superego ha- is is located in many places, but it, it's on it's um it's mainly on the on the uh, behind our forehead. The front and person who has like their their front frontal um, uh, frontal part of their brain removed, they are no longer able to control their id. And they don't know how to relate to deal with their sexual energy, and they don't know how to really deal with people of the opposite gender. And so they don't know how to relate with the person of this, the opposite gender in order to go in the direction of um, um, and so in Buddhism mind consciousness has, can look deeply. You can see that the object that is that it's considered as a self, that it is not a self. That that there is a relationship between the body and the environment. That if you take the environment out, there's no body. And that the the body and the environment is coming manifested from the seeds. And this looking, looking deeply brings an insight of interbeing, of non-self. And the thing 
is called the super ego. It can, it 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 can do more than just trying to, to to uh, to go uh, to go toward the direction of virtues and and goodness, but it can also help to see the intervening nature of things. It can help to see. Uh, it can help to the manas to see that there's wrong perception in it about its its idea of a self. When we read about Freud, we can see uh, clear that in Buddhism, the part the part of of manas that is that is in the un, uh, in the subconscious, and that manas relies on manas. It relies on manas, and it can use, and that and that mind consciousness rely on manas, but it can also shine light onto the manas. And one thing we need to remember in this dharma talk is that. There is um, interbeing nature between suffering and happiness. That they are related, uh, suffering and happiness related are related to each other. They're 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 related to the extent that if there's. Um, there's the absence of one thing, then then the other thing cannot be possible, and that in our tradition we go to a point. We go to a point where suffering can be completely eliminated, and that there is only happiness, and that there is something. They think that there is something. That's completely pure, and there's no sign of impure. There's only purity, and not no impurity. There's only happiness and no suffering. And this faith, this belief, is against. The teachings of um, of um, Tương Lai um, inter inter being in that there is no suffering, then there's no happiness, and that if there's no mud, there's no lotus, and that the purpose of a man, of a practitioner is not to run away from the mud, but to know how to make use of mud. To make lotuses, so we imagine that this is a, lo- a, a lotus pond, and this is the water, and this is mud, and t h e s the lotus, um, the lotus root is underneath in the in the mud, and it bring it comes up through the mud. 
through the water and bloom into a flower. This is mud and this is water and that's air. Imagine if there's no mud. Uh, there's how can we have the lotus? And so if we dream, we dream that we practice to the point where there's no more mud, then it's not very realistic. Because mud um, is really needed to to make lotus, and that there is um, if there's life, there is suffering, but we have a way to help uh, minimize the suffering, and and that's where the practice comes in. And but if we ask for the absolute, if we ask for goodness or absolute happiness. But in life, there is no uh, absolute. Because in life, if we want to have, if we want to have the flower, we need to also have the lotus, I mean the mud. So we keep mud um, just enough mud so that the lotus can bloom. Because if we remove all the mud, there's no way we can have the lotus. And that the mud and the lotus are, inter are interrelated. That if we are looking for, for goodness, for purity without the impurity, then it's not, it's not possible. So we have to learn how to accept uh, the mud, to accept the suffering. We have to accept the ed. But we have to know how to help ed to become something that's better, more beautiful. Because if we don't have the ed, then we don't have the super ego or the ego. We will continue on um, Thursday. <laughs>